The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Accident Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLS ID 255368, and Accident Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Accident Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Sinkrist, along with Acunet Mortgage and uh, Acunet Realty Advisor and owner Brian Wickert. Uh, David Wickert is taking the day off, but it'll be me and Brian for the next couple of hours. And as always, I'm looking forward to our chat. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Top of the morning. You didn't mean a couple of hours, did you? Because I only have like an hour of material, not two. Although <laughs> we could find something to talk about. There you go. Sure. Well, maybe we can have over coffee for the second hour. You know how it goes. Yeah, there you go. I did go to bed, uh, you know, with the Brewers ahead. Oh, you know, what a rain, I think it was. And then when I looked at the scores this morning, I'm like, what happened? So, bummer. That was Hopefully just, I mean, they, uh, from what I gather, from what the guys were saying at the ballpark, that the grounds crew was just a, a little slow in reacting to the rain. It was coming down. Uh, the night before, too, I think. Anyway, hey, let's get started talking. Every teacher loves an engaged student. And so this past week, you know, that's what we do at Acunet Mortgages. We're educators, really. We're teaching people about the ins and outs of mortgage lending and home buying. And so I had a particularly sharp 30-year-old single woman who was interested in buying her house. We talked about this uh, in the preview of the show. She had gone to her credit union earlier in the year. I think it was back in February, according to her credit report, and uh, got pre-approved. Wrote some offers, but it didn't get any accepted, and she got frustrated, so kind of quit, and now she's back. So the first thing uh, is that she was frustrated with her buyer's agent that she was using because she said he just wasn't responsive enough. And, you know, when she would say, hey, I want to go look at this house, it would take him a couple of days to get it set, and in the price range that she was looking in, which was between 150 and 180 uh, 180 was the maximum that her credit union approved her for. Um, you know, by the time they get there, the places had offers, or at least the nice ones had offers. So she was frustrated with that. And then the second thing is that she, in talking with her credit union again uh, last week, she was realizing that they only had one flavor. She wanted to put 5% down on a 30-year fixed rate. And the credit union had one flavor to offer, which is uh, a loan with monthly PMI, monthly private mortgage insurance. And that got her thinking. She asked him, because she's thinking, well, if it's like other insurance, there are probably multiple insurance companies, and maybe somebody's got a cheaper uh, mortgage insurance premium than the next guy, and they only use one PMI company. So that turned her off uh, to, to the credit union. Luckily for me, she is friends with somebody that knows of Acunet, and that's how we got introduced. So uh, I'll tell you the end of the story first. We got her all teed up, and she now has a new buyer's agent that I helped her find, and they are actively out uh, looking for properties. But some interesting things came up along the way. And the first thing that we always try to do, and, and uh, she did it, was, hey, can you get online? Can you jump online right now? Let's call her Sarah. That's not a real name. And look at my computer screen. Because when you're talking about numbers and concepts, it's a lot easier to have a visual aid. And so she did that right away. 
And I didn't know what the results were going to be, but I gathered her information. It turns out she has spectacular credit, like a 780 credit score, which is great for anybody, but especially for someone who's only 30 years old. Never had a late payment in her entire credit history. And and so what we started to do was look at my, my first place I always look is WIDA, the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority. And the reason why I go there is typically they're, they got the best deal. Well, her credit score is so good that when we looked at that option, which was a 4.625% 30-year fixed rate um, with reduced cost monthly PMI, which makes the annual percentage rate 489 uh, if she would have purchased a $180,000 home uh, with WIDA, her monthly payment would have been about $1,320. That's with 5% down. But the interesting detail about WIDA is that you cannot make more than a certain dollar amount uh, in order to qualify for their best rate. So it's an income ceiling. And uh, the issue is that WIDA counts everybody's income who's going to live in the house. Well, it turns out that her boyfriend slash fiancé is probably going to move in. And so, you know, you don't really want to commit mortgage fraud. So we talked about, uh, you know, because that's a felony and everything. Uh, so we talked about, well, maybe that's not the best fit. Let's look at another option, uh, which is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have a first-time homebuyer option where you can put 5% down with reduced-cost private mortgage insurance and better pricing, very similar to WIDA. And we took a look at that, and in the case of th this particular 30-year fixed-rate program, the only income we have to care about is the borrower's income. In other words, as long as you don't make more than $77,300 in Milwaukee or Waukesha County, you can be married to or live with a bazillionaire. Somebody, you know, you could have Jeff Bezos as your boyfriend, and you could still qualify for the income-restricted Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac program because they only look at the borrower's income. So we ended up looking at monthly PMI with them and no monthly PMI. And when we come back, I'm going to – I sent you the numbers. I don't know if you've had a chance to By the to way, I'm looking at part. this graphic. This breakdown you did is beautiful. Did you do this for, for all of your clients? This is Every single client gets this wow. comparison that helps illustrate, hey, what are the pros and cons of this financing yeah. approach to that financing approach? And when we come back from this first break, let's break it down a little bit because she was surprised that she picked door number three. We're going to talk about that and inform our audience what door number three is when we come back. That's good stuff. We're looking forward to that. Accident Mortgage and Realty Show right now on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. The Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court confirmation hearings begin in Washington this coming Tuesday. A former state justice tells you what you should be looking for when she joins John McHugh at 320 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News right here on WTMJ. You're listening to the Acuna Mortgage and Realty Show, chatting with Brian Wickard, and Brian is kind of teaching us how she's, how he's breaking down the financial possibilities for a first-time home buyer, and you're sharing on the computer with me right now this breakout that you share with all of your clients. you got door number three here. Could be the winning proposal, right? Yep, it, it is, in fact, the winning proposal, and so we were comparing for this first-time home buyer. Uh, who, which, by the way, there are a lot of millennials out there who are tired of paying rent, and they want to buy a first home, 
and and they are uh, not well informed on the possibilities. I think a lot of them think it takes way more of a down payment uh, than is really necessary. With our WIDA, Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority, regular vanilla 30-year fixed rate loan, you can actually do 0% down uh, with incomes up to $88,000 household income. So if anybody out there listening knows a first-time home buyer who is just tired of paying rent, by goodness, have them call Acunet Mortgage or click on the blue button because we can really help. We've got a lot of tools. And what I found out in this conversation with um, with this first-time buyer who we're calling Sarah, not her real name, uh, is that we have way more tools at Accident Mortgage than a lot of other places, including this really big credit union uh, that is a, a very large mortgage lender here in southeastern Wisconsin. And so what you're looking at right now, uh, Mark, is a comparison between WIDA, which on which we could do a 4.625% rate with an annual percentage rate of 4.89. That had monthly mortgage insurance. Payment there, $1,320. Right. But the problem with that was an income limit for the household. So we moved to door number two, which is uh, Freddie Mac's Home Possible 30-year fixed rate loan. That also has an income limit. That had exactly the same rate, 4.625, an annual percentage rate of 4.89. With monthly mortgage insurance, the payment was about 5 bucks more because the mortgage insurance is slightly more expensive with that Freddie Mac program versus WIDA. But then door number three, which she found hard to believe, is the same Freddie Mac home possible uh, 30-year fixed rate loan with no monthly PMI, and that payment is $1,302. It's actually 23 sure. bucks less per month than the one with the lower interest rate. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Now, the the, the reason is that by uh, nudging up the interest rate from 4625 to 4.875, that makes her loan worth more money when Acunet goes to sell it to Freddie Mac. We take the extra money and we buy a one-time single premium private mortgage insurance policy that's invisible to her. And so on the second, on the door number three, as we're calling it, there is no monthly PMI. And then, of course, what the person, educated person like Sarah thinks as well, but wait a minute, I read online, and it's true, that the monthly PMI will eventually drop off. And that's a fact. Uh, the monthly PMI must be terminated once the loan reaches 78% of the original value of the property. Well, that on her loan only takes, are you ready, 9.7 years. Wow, okay. 9.7 years. So we did a little extra math and quickly proved that by going with door number three, even though it has a higher rate and a higher annual percentage rate over the entire 30 years of the loan, for the first almost 10 years, it is the cheaper option, okay? So she finally, you know, like rubbed her eyes and said, well, I can't believe my eyes, but I really, she really does now believe that the 4.875 with no monthly PMI is a better deal. Now, we're going to end up talking about her and her transaction the whole first half of the show. Now, when we come back, I'm going to talk about a part of the conversation where we compared her buying in West Dallas versus Menominee Falls. We'll cover that when we come back. And you are listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. 
getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. The Milwaukee Brewers get set to wrap up their series with the nation's capital and the nation's capital against the Nationals. Uh, today, coming up pretty soon here, Jeff and Lane are on the call and our Brewers coverage will get started at 12 noon right here on WTMJ. This is the Yakin Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Brian Wickard is coaching us here as to how he's helping a 30-year-old client, first-time home buyer named Sarah, the way he's breaking out different options. May I ask a question before we continue this? Yes, sir. I would assume to a large degree one of the reasons why you're able to help her with a good rate here is the fact that, first of all, she came to you with an excellent financial background. Yeah, she did. She has stellar credit. And so that's where, you know, we were talking uh, earlier in this half hour about how we started out looking at the WIDA program, which is our go-to first-time homebuyer program. Uh, WIDA stands for Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority. And where WIDA really shines is when the person has less than perfect credit because it's interesting uh, on the WIDA program, they don't make any adjustments in the loan pricing based on credit score. Isn't that interesting? So if she had come to us with a 680 credit score or a 720 credit score, we'd be going WIDA all the way. Uh, but she has really great credit, 780 credit, and so that's what's providing this great execution for us on pricing. We're able to uh, set her up with a 5% down, uh, 30-year fixed rate loan, at an interest rate of 4.875 with no monthly PMI. The APR is 4.92 over the whole 30 years of the loan. Now, did you notice, Mark, in the middle of our comparative worksheet, what the closing, the net loan costs were on line 32? Okay, I'm looking down here. Oh, boy, you're really making this old man squint here. 32. Okay. Uh, <laughs> line we're 32 talking, in your hymnal, we're, it we're, says what? We're looking at the 1700 figure. Am I right? Am I in the right column? $1,750 would be the total loan cost for WIDA, but now look at door number two. We're looking at 50, right? Am I correct? Uh, no, big fat zero. Zero. Okay. All right. Big fat zero in the yellow highlighted line there. So not only are we able to avoid the monthly PMI, at 4.875, Accident Mortgage can afford to pay all of her $1,188 honest-to-goodness loan charges, things like the appraisal for right. 450, the credit report, the title insurance, and the closing. Those are the only four items that we charge. We don't have an underwriting fee, a doc prep fee, all that kind of other stuff. So, um, And the other thing you'll notice at the very bottom mark of our cool worksheet okay. is we break out for the customer exactly how much money they're going to need at closing in that door number three. That's $9,000. She's going to end up paying out $2,950 before closing for what? Earnest money, the appraisal, and her home inspection. Okay. So her total out-of-pocket. This is what home buyers need to know is way down at the bottom in the bright yellow, line 59, total money needed to buy. What am I going to have to write checks for? And the answer in her case is $12,009. And she's like, wow, I can afford that. So what you're doing is you're creating a roadmap for folks to help get them through the entire process. There are no surprises. They know what's coming at a particular time in the That's in the timeline. Right. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. So um, the, 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 the next part of the story is she wanted, she throws me this curveball. She says, you know, I, I'm thinking about maybe buying a duplex and, and converting it to a single family. I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Why would you want to do that? And the answer was that she had a good friend growing up who lived in a converted duplex. And one of our very own employees bought a converted duplex in Wauwatosa. And you get a big house. And her thinking is very clever. 
hey, she'll buy it as a duplex, maybe rent out the upper, you know, to a friend or a family member. And then at some point when she and her fiancé start to have kids, then she'll convert it to a larger home. I thought, well, that's really clever. But normally, let me say this, with Fannie Mae, you have to put 15% down to buy a duplex. But because we have access to more tools than your average bear, or mortgage lender out there, uh, we can point this little towards Freddie Mac on a 30-year fixed rate, and Freddie Mac allows for a 5% down duplex on their home possible program. So I was happy to tell her, whichever way you want to go, the pricing is the same. You find a duplex you love, I got you covered. You find a single-family home, I got you covered. And we still didn't get to what I said we were going to get to, which is what's the difference between buying in West Dallas versus Menominee Falls or two target areas? Do you have a guess for what the difference is, the main difference is going to be? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. But what I, think, what I think is cool about this whole process is you get your financial house in order before you find the house that you want. And you don't Absolutely. have to sweat it that's, when you're looking. Yeah. That's critical. Critical. And we do it in, in a high degree of detail. The answer to that question is property taxes. So when we come back, i got another story. We'll, we'll stop talking about Sarah and start talking about, well, what should we call her? Beth, not her real name, uh, who's on the other end of the spectrum, 59-year-old downsizing, when we come back after the news. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Okay, Brian, we're back, and now we're moving on to how you're helping a somewhat older client who's looking to downsize, right? Yeah, uh, but just quickly, one other thing. The difference between, uh, for Sarah, in buying in Menominee Falls versus West Dallas is this. If she buys a $180,000 home in Menominee Falls, where the average taxes, I just did a little search online, run about 1.5% of the listing price, her payment would actually be $1,175, including uh, property taxes and homeowner's insurance. If she buys that same $180,000 in West Dallas, where the typical property taxes are equal to 2.35% of the listing price, her payment would be 1302 bucks. That's $127 more because of the property tax differential. Right. The other way to look at this is how much would she have to shrink her home purchase price in West Dallas to achieve the same payment as buying in Menominee Falls? And the answer is she would have to go down to about a $163,000 purchase price in West Dallas to achieve the same Monthly payment is buying a $180,000 home in Menominee Falls. So that's a lot of thing a lot of first-time home buyers don't think about. Uh, we also, by the way, equipped her with our cool mobile app, and so she's now calculating payments all by herself uh, wow. whenever she looks at a property. So wow. we are about equipping people to be informed home buyers, and she's working with a new buyer's agent who appreciates the uh, speed with which you need to see properties in this price range. Uh, so hopefully she'll get an accepted offer soon. We'll let you know. All right, so now on to the person I'm calling Beth, not her real name. And she's a person who I actually could not get approved for bridge financing. And remember, bridge loan is where, because she's downsizing from a condo that's close to a half million dollars in value where she has a lot of equity, like like 200, over a quarter million dollars of equity. And she wants to then buy a house that's about half the price, right around 250 In fact, she's got an accepted offer on the house she wants to buy. But I could not, uh, she doesn't have enough income 
where I could lend her the money on her condo to extract the equity to use as a down payment uh, on the single-family home that she wants to downsize to. She just couldn't stand the debt service, which doesn't only include the principal and interest on the bridge loan. We also have to count the condo association dues, property taxes, and insurance on the old house, even if they're not part of the mortgage. And we have to count the same thing, principal and interest, property taxes, and insurance on the new house. So she could not tolerate that. So uh, luckily, uh, she's expecting an offer uh, on her condo, and uh, it's expected to be a cash offer, so she should be able to close by her deadline. But now the question became, how much of a down payment should she make? Should she roll all of her equity forward? And so I illustrated for her, and I sent this to you as well. I don't know if you've got it up on your screen yet, but we're, we'll talk about this in a little bit more detail after the break. Should she take a $70,000 15-year fixed rate loan because she wants to pay off her loan? She's 59 years old. Or should she take a $100,000 15-year fixed rate loan because she gets better pricing? I'll explain why. Or I showed her a 30-year fixed rate important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. It has obviously been a tough summer for police officers in Milwaukee with two on-duty deaths occurring. WTMJ's John McKeer reflects on those tragedies with President of the Milwaukee Police Association, Mike Ravello. You can hear the entire conversation coming up at 11 o'clock on WTMJ Conversations. This is the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ, speaking with uh, Brian Wickard. We're breaking it down here for a somewhat older client who's looking to downsize, right? Right. We would never call 59 old, but, you know, pre-retirement. Let's say that. Pre-retirement. Uh, <laughs> well, in my case, old. younger, much younger, but, uh, you know, it's all relative, <laughs> That's right? right. <laughs> I hope right. I'm on the right graphic page here because we're, we're talking about, uh, okay, I'm, I'm following along here. This is really interesting stuff. I just want to make sure. Yeah, do you have the one that's got the $70,000 15-year fixed rate loan, 100000 is door number two with a 15-year fixed rate. And, well, let me say the rates as well, 4.375 for the small loan. And I was misspoke. She's buying a $295,000 home. And oh, so, you okay. know, the question is, should she roll over, you know, if you look at the down payment line there, $225,000. Should she roll over almost all of her equity from the sale of her condo and have a really small mortgage? I think nine out of ten people on the face of it will say, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want the smallest mortgage payment. I have the smallest uh, monthly payment. Right. So the payment with taxes on that first one with the small mortgage is $819. But then we had a conversation, and again, she's a curious person. And I said, well, you know, I can give you a better deal if you borrow more money, uh, $100,000. Right. So at, at $100,000, I can lower the rate to four and a quarter. Well, then her payment's a little over $1,000, including taxes. And she asked, well, why is that? And I explained that, well, to the, to the entity that is servicing your loan, meaning collecting the payments every month, they only get one quarter of 1% per year of your loan balance. So on a $100,000 loan, they only get to keep $250 a year for collecting 12 payments and paying your property taxes. And if you get late on your mortgage payment, they have to come after you. Right. Well, on a, on a $70,000 loan, they only get 150 bucks. You know, which would you rather have if you're in the collecting monthly payments business? Certainly. 150 a year? 
Right. Or 250, right. So then I showed her in the third, uh, door number three again. Right. A $140,000 mortgage. So here she is putting down, uh, $70,000 less than what she kind of started out thinking she wanted to do. Right. And it's interesting that even though she's 59 and she has good retirement funds, she doesn't have much in the way of liquid savings. Probably because she made a giant down payment when she when we helped her buy that condo a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so I and I had her financial advisor on the phone at one point because we do that. Hey, let's talk to your financial advisor. We'll do a quick three-way call. Let's make this both about the liability side, the mortgage, and your assets. And so he said, you know, how would it feel if you had like $70,000 not tied up in your retirement, but, you know, in a savings account or a CD or some conservative investments? And by the way, she wants to do some improvements to the home anyway. And and so that uh, larger mortgage, which will allow her to have an extra $70,000 in the bank that she does not have now, has a monthly payment of only $998, including property taxes. And that's the one she's going to go with. Good for her. Which I think is great. Because she gets a better deal on the money. And then here's the other thing, Mark. If she gets tired of having that all that money in the bank or, or invested in conservative, you know, non-retirement funds, right? she can slap that $70,000 down against the mortgage balance and have her monthly payment recalculated, reamortized, based on the lower loan amount at some future date. At no cost. She doesn't have to refinance. It's so amazing. Cool? It's amazing how you can move things around. I mean, it really is. It's you got to know your craft, right? Yeah. And so by, by you know, giving her options, and that, that's what I like about door number three, the bigger mortgage, more savings. Hey, now you've got options. If you go with door number one, the smaller mortgage at $70,000, you've got a ton of equity in your home, which is absolutely of no use to you until you sell your home. Or you borrow it again at some future undetermined rate. So the key here, obviously, is to make the money work for you. Make the money work well, for you. Well, uh, or just to have the choice, the flexibility. Right. You know, just to have the ability. You know, when we used to have our office on Silver Spring, we had a saying for our first 18 years, cash is king on Silver Spring. And that's true when you're running a business or when you're self-employed. There is nothing like cash. And a lack of liquidity can take you down as a person. Sure. You know, when you need to get up money and you don't have a job, yeah. um, you can't borrow. Yeah. And so having cash can solve a lot of problems. Having equity in your home, not so much. All the, you know, sometimes it's great. A lot of times you can't get at it. All right, when we come back after this last break, speaking of running out of cash, yes. we're going to answer the question, what happened on September 6th? 2008 that was momentous actually for taxpayers and for the mortgage and financial and real estate industry so 10 years ago what happened on september 6th we'll give you the answer when we come back all right so happening of course on the active mortgage and realty show right here on wtmj find a place to call home Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we're uh, back with Brian right now on WTMJ. Brian. All right, so did you Google what happened on September 6th, 10 you years ago? You bet I did. You bet I did. All right, what did you come up with? There are probably a few things that came up, but what did you find? Okay, what I'm finding is the Federal Housing Authority Agency announcing that Fannie Mae, uh, Fannie Mae uh, and Freddie Mac 
placed in uh, government uh, conservatorship. That's right. September 6th, 10 years ago. And the ripple effect was? Yeah, well, a lot of things. But, you know, and by the way, (laughs) the reason that the government needed to take over Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is they ran out of cash. So, so just to remind everybody, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac make 30-year fixed-rate loans in America possible, and they have for decades, by putting on a guarantee. They're like a giant PMI company, really, each of them. And what they guarantee is that if anybody buys a bundle of mortgages that's guaranteed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, Fannie or Freddie will guarantee the timely payment of interest every month. Okay, on that uh, right. investment and the eventual return of all the principal. So you invest in a Fannie Mae mortgage-backed security or a Freddie Mac mortgage-backed security, you are going to get all your money back and you're going to get your interest on time. Well, that's only if they have enough money to make good on that. And they had made so many crummy mortgages that they were paying out all these uh, claims, if you will. They were going to run out of money. And so the United States government, you and I as taxpayers, stepped in, and we, over the course of the next couple of years, injected, are you ready, $187 billion, with a B, dollars into Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to keep the housing market alive. Uh, just as an aside, Lehman Brothers, uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, can't think of it right now. One of the other brothers, not the Doobie Brothers, they went under at the same time, along with several banks, for the same reason. They ran out of cash, okay? They were forced to refinance at a time when they could not, when nobody wanted to lend to them, and that's why they went under. So anyway, so we injected all these billion dollars. Here's the good news. Fannie and Freddie have paid back all that money to the uh, Treasury, plus an extra $84 billion. So we are in the green now. We're in the black, as the accountants say. Also, I just looked up uh, Fannie Mae earned a profit of $4.5 billion in the three-month period ending June 30th. Freddie Mac earned $2.5 billion. But here's a little something extra that I found and reminded myself of in looking at their financials this morning. Uh they sent an extra $700 million, okay, so that's not a billion, but it's darn near a billion, but just in that three-month period, to the United States Treasury because back in 2011, Congress put a scrubby little finger on mortgage interest rates, and they said, you know what, Fannie and Freddie, we want you to charge every uh, buddy who borrows money and gets funded by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac an extra one-tenth of one percent. And we're going to use that extra money. Oh, by the way, you're only going to do it for 10 years. So that was in 2011. We are in the eighth year of that. And we're going to use that to fund. Do you you remember that we got the extra payroll tax holiday uh, mark in 2011 where they cut the amount of withholding for our uh, Social Security? Yeah, right, right. Oh, wow. I think that amounted to like $37 a month for most Americans. Right. But everybody who's gotten a 30-year fixed rate or a 15-year fixed rate loan guaranteed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac since, I think it was February of 2011, has been paying an extra 0.1% in interest. Isn't that something? Yeah. And we forget about that, which I think is by design. Did you know that the Illinois toll roads were a temporary uh, tax? They were meant to yeah. sort of like the stadium tax. <laughs> yeah. 
they're not going away. So, you know, hopefully uh, somebody doesn't come up with that idea again. So, and we talked briefly in the same uh, segment of the show last week about how in January uh, the Trump administration gets to appoint a new sheriff, a new director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, and that person, whoever they may be, uh, has very broad powers. So they could just say, you know what, we're raising the guarantee fee again. Why? Because we want to shrink the footprint of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in the housing market. So that's why whether I'm talking to retirees uh, like Beth, not her real name, or uh, Sarah, the first-time homebuyer we talked about in the first half of the show, I always recommend, and especially with first-time buyers, hey, instead of buying that $160,000 starter home, at least take a look at what do you get if you spend 180 or 200. Maybe that house lasts you for 20 years instead of seven. It's human nature, Mark, that we all expect tomorrow to be like today and next year to be like this year. And seven years from now when I go to buy my next home, it's going to be the same, right? 30-year fixed rate loans will be widely available and cheap. Sure. Well, not so fast. It may not be that way. And so, please, folks, if you know somebody who is out there looking to buy their first home or, or their second home, please get them in contact with Acunet. All you got to do is click on the blue button at Acunet.com. My phone number is right there. Our general number is right there on the home page. We know what we're doing. We're good at our craft, and we would love to help you or your loved one or friend uh, become a smarter home buyer this year. Hey, we'll see you back here next week. Then we have four weeks in a row off because oh, of noon NFL Packer, football, noon yeah. Packer yeah. games. So we'll see you back here next week, Mark. Thanks, All right, Brian. Good stuff. Thanks for coaching today. As always, you're listening to WTMJ Milwaukee. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.